Hi guys, this is Sweet Truth and welcome. I've got one question for y'all. Do you dare listen? Today I will be reading from 1 Peter 1, 13-21. And before I get into that, I'd love to get into the prayer of the day. So Father God, thank you for loving me first. Thank you for showing me what real love looks like. Help me to love you back and please help me to not just love you with my words, but with everything I am and everything I do, Father God. Thank you for this day, Father God. I pray that you go before us in this week and just surround us and bless us with your peace, your grace, your goodness, and your mercy, Father God. Thank you for your provision, Father God, over us. And I just pray that you may remind us each and every day, dear God, of your love, your joy, and your goodness. May your loving favor be upon us, Father God. And may we cling to you, Father God, during this time and every other time, Father God, and every other season. May we cling to you and just obey your word, Father God, and stay in your perfect peace, Father God, your perfect peace that is forever in us and within us, Father God. May we stand against the enemy, dear God, and all his lies and all his temptations and plots, O Lord, and trickery in your name, Jesus Christ. May we rebuke him and stand against him, Father God, because of your word that says, Father God, that you who lives in us is greater than anything else or anyone else. In your name, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. So, wow, today we have a lot to get into. So you guys know the drill. I'm going to read the whole chapter first and break it down. If you're new here and don't know the drill, that is the drill. I usually do read the whole chapter first, then... See what the Holy Spirit has to say about each and every verse, amen? And amen. So before I read this, Holy Spirit, I just want to ask for your guidance. Lead me, Father God, Holy Spirit, speak through me. Use me as your vessel. Amen and amen. And so it reads, Get your minds ready for good use. Keep awake. Set your hope now and forever on the love and favor to be given to you when Jesus Christ comes again. Be like children who obey. Do not desire to sin like you used to when you did not know any better. Be holy in every part of your life. Be like the Holy One who chose you. The Holy Writings say, You must be holy for I am holy, according to Leviticus 11, 44-45. The Father is the one who, ju- who judges you by what you do. He does not respect one person more than another. Meaning like, basically to God, everyone is on the same level regardless of how much or how less you sin. If you call him Father, be sure you honor him with love and fear all the days of your life here on earth. Because remember that this is not your home. The earth is not your home. We are only here on a borrowed time to do the will of God in our lives. To leave his papers for us. So this is not our home. If you've listened to my other segments, I've talked about the earth not being your home. You know, um, one segment that talks about not loving the world. And basically... Yeah, this is the whole truth, and this just confirms it, you know. I keep on saying time and time again that this 
is not your home <laughs> so don't live like it were okay it goes on to say you know you are not bought and made free from sin by paying gold or silver which comes to an end and you know you are not saved from the punishment of sin by the way of life that you are given from your early fathers that way of life was worth nothing the blood of christ saved you this blood is of great worth and no amount of money can buy it christ was given as a lamb without sin and without spot long before the world was made god chose christ to be given to you in these last days because of christ you have put your trust in God. He raised Christ from the dead and gave him great honor. So now you have your faith and hope are in God. So now your faith and hope are in God. Amen and amen and that is the whole chapter. So yo, what does the word say? Get your minds ready for good use. You know, the mind is a very powerful thing, you know. And because it is so great, great in terms of like the mind controls what the body does. It controls what you think about. It controls what you do. So our mind should be, you know, made ready for godly use only because if you don't, Input God, godly things and like just the things of God and the word of God in your mind. It tends to go to the other side, leaning on, upon the flesh, which is, you know, bad at the end of the day because that's what makes you uh, sin and do all these things that you didn't even want to do in the first place. Things that you didn't want to get into. The mind is a vi very vital thing. It is a very vital thing. It is something that should be kept in the word of God, in the things of God, so you will not go astray. They say your thoughts make you, so you should be careful. And that's why I'm always praying for my mind and just like um, my mentality and just like my thoughts to always be surrounded by the things of God and like just the word of God, you know, because it is vital. And so the word encourages us today to get our minds ready for good use. Keep awake, many meaning stay woke. Stay woke, yo. The next point is to set your hope on God forever in His loving favor. You can hope on anything else, but the word encourages us to set our hope on God. It is important to set our hope on God because. If you set your hope on other things, those other things, you know, don't last long. They are temporary. So, who would you rather set your hope on? An unknowing everlasting God or just something temporary that, that you know is not going to last? Set your hope on God. The next point is, be like children who obey 
And I love this. I love how the word of God always compares us to be like children, be like children, be like children. I just love children so much. They're so innocent. The innocence of a child and the obedience of a child is like none other. It can't be compared to none other. And so I love that the word of God always, you know, encourages us to be like a child. Be like children. And the word here says, be like children who obey. Obey God. Obey the word of God. Do not desire to sin like you used to when you did not know any better. You know, even for the majority of people that you see, you know, doing all sorts of things, this, this, it's because they do not know any better. But the word says, once you get to that point where, like, you know God and you know better, you know, it encourages, do not sin like you don't know any better be holy in every part of your life and I, I know I for one know that this is easier said than done why because we fall short to the glory of God you know but the thing is when we fall short we shouldn't stay in that fall we should get right up again you know Ask for forgiveness. Try to be right with God. Do not stay in the fall. We are humans, so we fall short to the glory of God. But always remember to get up from that fall. Do not stay in that place of in that place of um, being guilty you know and just thinking man i did this and i shouldn't have done this and why did i think that no don't stay in that place it is the goal of the enemy for you to stay in that place so that you don't get up again and begin fulfilling your godly papers and continue focusing on god no get up from that for because we fall short to the glory of god amen but we should always remember to you know get up again and make things right with God. Don't stay in that place. Be like the Holy One who chose you. The Father is the one who judges you by what you do. So only Him can do that. And I love this next point that says that He respects everyone. Like, everyone is on the same level. And I do talk about that as well, too. Like, I love that God does not choose, you know. It's not about who sins the most or, like, who does this and who's the baddest and this and that and this and that. It's a C, it is a No, he puts everyone on the same level. And I, I'm glad that God respects everyone in that way that everyone to him is on the same level. Amen. And it says, if you honor him... If you call him father, rather, if you call him father, be sure you honor him with love and fear all the days of your life. And I know, like, even before, like, including myself, like, you know, when we're young and, uh, you know, when our kid pastors or like our youth pastors would talk about fear God and all this and would always confuse that with meaning like, what is she, does God want us to be afraid of him? Should we be afraid of God? And no, that is far from it. Um, growing up, I've had to, you know, recognize that the fear that 
uh, the way it talks about is not that of being afraid of him like you're scared of him no it is a fear that you know of being obedient to him out of respect and love and honor for God so basically when they say fear God it's like basically trying to say like please respect God honor God obey God by doing what his word says, by trying your best not to sin, by trying your best not to live in sin, by trying your best to apply his word in each and every situation that you go through. That is the fear. That is the fear they talk about. So fear God. That's why he goes on to say, be sure you honor him with love. It's like an honor of love as well, of respect. All the days of your life here on earth. Here on earth. Because remember your life is not here on earth. As in like if forever like there is nothing to look forward to. No we only we're only here for like a certain amount of time. Till your, your purpose is done. Amen. So my next point is you are not bought by gold or money or anything in that way you know god bought us with his blood you know like before in just my previous segment i talked about how the early fathers had a way in which they would um in which people would uh, be washed or cleansed from their sins rather that uh, they would take a lamb or like you know a sheep to the high priest and then he would uh, kill it and that's how their sins would be washed you know and like for them back in the day like that was it like that you know cleansed them from their sins for that time I guess but here the word is telling us not to you know live like in the orders like you know that is worth nothing that doesn't mean anything right now because right now the only blood that serves is the blood of jesus christ i mean not the blood of an animal so that doesn't work anymore so it says you are not bought by gold or silver or money or whatever you want to call it and the old ways do not save you from the punishment of sin anymore those old words, the blood of an animal does not save you from the punishment of sin anymore. The only thing that saves you from the punishment of sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Christ is the only thing that saves, the only blood that saves. Isn't that amazing? And I'm glad I'm not even in that time period, you know, because I don't want to be served by the blood of an animal, you know. <laughs> like, what's that supposed to mean today? You're eating it tomorrow, it's saving you? That's crazy. And I, for what, I am so glad that we live in a time where we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I mean, and I am so glad that the blood of Jesus Christ is the only blood that is saved and it cannot be bought. That's how worthy the blood is. Back then, maybe even the animals that they used to, like, you know, save them, the blood of that, those were bought. But the word says the blood of Jesus Christ was not bought. It cannot be bought. It cannot be bought. That 
that is there is no amount of money there is no amount of gold there is no amount of silver diamonds whatever you want to call it there is nothing nothing that can buy the blood of our lord and savior jesus christ amen isn't that amazing just knowing that wow this blood that serves me cannot be bought by nothing there is nothing on earth that can ever buy the blood of jesus christ amen and so just knowing that like it's on that level whereby nothing can ever buy it and that amazing and just knowing that it is the one that serves me and cleanses me from the punishment of sin wow and I feel like this just led us directly into <laughs> into the prayer. Amen. I'd love to pray. So, if you know, we're at the end of the segment, and you're like, "Oh my God!" Like, how gracious and wonderful is the blood of Jesus Christ? I would love to be cleansed with this blood of Jesus Christ. And if you've made that decision and you would like to be cleansed with the blood of Jesus Christ and just set free, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I know I am a sinner and need your forgiveness. I believe you died in my place and rose from the grave to make me new. And to prepare me to live in your presence forever. Jesus come into my life. Take control of my life. Forgive my sins and save me. I place my trust in you alone. For my salvation and I accept your free gift of internal life. Amen and amen. And if you pray the prayer, I am so proud of you and God is beyond proud of you. Amen. Wow. I've been so blessed by today's segment, yo. Just knowing that Christ was given to us as a lamb without sin, you know. And just knowing that because of Christ, we can put our trust in God, the one who raised him from the dead. And if you didn't know that power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, it is in you. That's how blessed we are. That's how blessed God has blessed us with, you know, just knowing that 
that power lives in you that that power helps us stand against the lies of the enemy the temptations of the enemy the plots of the enemy even though it may not seem like that at the, at the time and even though it may seem difficult or difficult rather stand against him and so i hope you've been blessed by today's segment be blessed be encouraged be fearless and have a blessed day